All right, let's do this. Peanut, if you're staying in the room, no talking. Hello, and welcome to the Photo Work Podcast, the talky and unpredictably touchy-feely version of my book, Photo Work, 40 Photographers on Process and Practice. I'm Sasha Wolf here virtually as usual with my friend and producer of extraordinary dimension proportion. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's giggling. Yay. Michael Chauvin Dalton. Hello, Michael. Hi, Sasha. Yes, that, that was quite the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Ta da. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Yeah. I know, it's a, right? It's Yeah. Yep. So we're recording. We always record the intros, you know, like, I don't know, anywhere from four to seven days after we record my main um, episode interview. Between the time that um, I interviewed this week's guest, the photographer Todd Heido, which was a wonderful conversation. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, and today... We, oh God, feel very blubbery. Um, We lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, a few days ago and still just feels extremely emotional. And I know you and I were, yeah, both feeling quite down in the dumps. So it's hard to be too peppy. It is. It is. You know, Justice Ginsburg passing away alone would have been a time for incredible reflection and appreciation of you know the life she led and the you know how she served this country but it's also mixed in with this heated and unjust you know political environment where we ha- we are now looking at this administration uh, selecting an- yet another supreme court justice i mean i'm jewish but i'm not at all religious that's putting it mildly i wasn't raised with with any religion at all. and um, But also Justice Ginsburg dying on Rosh Hashanah. I mean, even to me, there was something just incredibly powerful and moving about that. And mm-hmm. and then not even letting that just be for a few days, like, you know, having the statements come out right away about replacing her, like, the night she died. I mean, it's yeah. just like, it's just so, so ugly. And I feel like the power of the ugliness is so intense that it's even, like, reaching all of us, like I feel coded in it, which is just a just an awful feeling. But right. um, got to find hope. Got to yes. find our hope. Yeah. And maybe that's a little segue to this episode, because there are things that Todd says in this episode that I, I find very hopeful as being an artist, uh, including one. I'll give just one quote. You know, uh, you'll have to listen to the episode for the rest of them. But it's it's hard enough to be an artist, let alone always know what you are doing. And I just love that idea because you and he talk about not always, you know, knowing if the work you're doing is good or if the work you're doing is going to amount to anything and leaving that the analysis part of it aside for later so that it doesn't get in the way of you actually getting the work done. And I found that very helpful. Yeah, he talks about piles, right? Like yes. Piles I love of that. photographs. I love that. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful way to work because it's taking some of that pressure off of you to think that you have to have this sort of beginning and end all at once. Right. And so he, he adds to different different bodies of work 
and doesn't worry how old something might be or recent something might be when it comes time to you know picking that work and and putting it all together. It's it's such a good way to, yeah. to do it. Yeah, no, it's really lovely. Yeah, he was filled with. I mean, I felt like he was just like a fountain of information. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you have a great conversation about the cinematic quality. Oh of yeah, that work. was fun. And, and of course, your movie background, your film background, and you found find some common ground in terms of uh, uh, cinema influence. Yeah, he says he doesn't know that much about, like he hasn't, he says he hasn't right. seen that many movies and then somehow pulls like all this obscure stuff exactly. out of his hat. And, you know, I mentioned one of my favorite um, filmmakers and he's like, oh yeah, I love that. Work. Anyway, right, yeah. You break into art house films. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. It's a really lively conversation also. Todd is a jaunty speaker, and I think it just keeps things moving really fast, even though it's also just like information, information, wisdom, wisdom. So anyway, yeah. I love I loved talking with him, I, and I right. was really um, happy that I spoke to him before bad political stuff because I was in a very good mood when I talked to him, and then two days mm-hmm. later, I was extremely weepy. Um, That's right. But That's it right. Was, so, so when you listen to this, maybe it'll... Also, that would be a little distraction for you, put you in a little better mood for a yeah, little while. Yeah, absolutely. I find yeah. myself like just so, that's my life now, as I'm sure it is for so many other people. Like I feel almost like I have a little bit of personality disorder. Like I, my moods just go up, down, mm. up, down, up. I try and keep them a little bit more even, but it is, it's tough. But anyway... Doing the podcast has been really wonderful. I just also want to say I'm hearing from a lot of people about how they feel about the podcast. Keep that up. You can email me directly. You know, feel free. Oh, yeah. If you want to say something nice. Yes. Please send Sasha some nice emails. <laughs> email. <laughs> to me, it's just Sasha at SashaWolf.com um, or, you know, Sasha Wolf Projects on Instagram. You can message me. But when I get those messages and how you have enjoyed listening to the podcast and what it's meant to you folks. It's very moving experience for me. So I I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I'm really appreciative of those messages. Yeah. You know, I just want to say one final note about, about this episode in that um, if you're a, an art educator or an art student, uh, I found also the things in this episode really resonated with me as an art educator and a former art student. So Yeah, definitely. Well, he is a teacher, and so a lot yeah. of that teaching skill comes out in the episode. Um, anyway, well, uh, why don't... It's a little bit longer. We do try and keep these under an hour. This may go a little bit over. We'll see. But um, why don't we end our wrap here? And if you don't mind, Michael, take it away. Yes, absolutely. Here is your conversation with Todd Heido. <laughs> Todd Heido, welcome to the Photo Work Podcast. I can't believe I, I nabbed you. I feel very just thrilled to be talking with you. So thank um, you so much for... Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate you um, being interested in, in my work and, and talking to me. Oh my gosh, of course. So I'm, you know, I love your work. I'm a fan first and foremost. Thank you. And there's so much. It's like I've spent the past couple of weeks since I knew we were going to talk just really digging into your pictures and listening to some interviews you've given before. And and I think one of the things I really, really enjoyed that I didn't have, but I got was 
Aperture has done this wonderful series of books called the Photography Workshop Series, and you did one. Yes. And they're like these just, I have to say, your issue, your the book you did, is basically a teaching tool. I mean, it just blew me away. Like, you're so generous in the book with your wisdom. Every page is just filled with like, I was just underlining things. I was like, people Thank don't even, you. like, just read the book and you'll learn so much. So that was just an, such a fun experience for me. Uh, and thank I, you I couldn't very recommend much. it enough. Did you have fun doing it? It was, it was great fun to do it. it. It was actually, it had sort of, it had originated out of actually a, a photo workshop I did there. And we had my editor, um, Denise Wolf. She uh, uh, like she recorded this like two day workshop, and so it's kind of it, it, I, you can understand how it, I can understand how it would be like be like a teaching tool because it was sort of based off of the bones of a workshop, and then uh, and then oh, and, that's, and it, I did not know that that's awesome. And what was interesting is like you know like she and and she's really helped me uh, edit down because we had like she had, it was. 14 hours of talking and somebody actually transcribed it. I couldn't believe it. And uh, a professional did that. And and then we started, she started going through the text and then started helping me put together like certain topics. And um, and then we just kind of whittled it down um, to, to, to what this, this book is, which is, you know, a very like, readable, you know, 127 pages. And I am proud of this book because, and I also really wanted to have a book that was, you know, under $30 that, that had a lot of pictures in it and information, and because I really like that, you know, it's it's affordable, um, and that's that's great. Yeah. With, I, with, I, I love working with Aperture for that reason, you know, because there's that, that kind of um, you know distribution and affordability. Um, yeah, it's really. Yeah. Um, I think it's a service to like the photo community. Yeah, well, I yeah. couldn't agree more. I'm a huge fan of Aperture and Denise, who is who I know pretty well, and who aside from being quite fond of Denise, uh, also know her to be an incredible editor. And she, she also did the book that you did with Aperture, Intimate Distance, which yes. is sort of almost a retrospective book. She edited that with you. Exactly, exactly. And so we had done this, the workshop book, and got to know each other. And and we had similar ideas and uh, about, you know, books and stuff. And then, you know, she was, um, you know, when we were finishing that, she said, I have your mid-career survey, you know, if you want to do it, you know. And, uh, and and so I was like, okay, let's, you know, it, it, one thing leads to another, which is really nice about working with publishers sometimes is that, they, um, you know, when you find somebody that you work well with, it's really nice to work with them more. So that was, I feel really lucky about that. And I would think also, particularly with a sort of retrospective book, because it's not like you're just handing a publisher you know, like your first book, House Hunting, is really tight. It's one body of work. It's not that there's not a ton to do in terms of sequencing, editing, and sequencing. But I would think you'd really have to have a very special relationship with someone to collaborate and trust them on something that has a much larger scope, like Intimate Distance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the thing that's interesting is, like, for me, I've uh, like all the books I've made uh, uh, prior to well, uh, this. I mean, everything I've done with Nazareli Press, you know, um, which is my publisher for m many of my mono most of my monographs, is that um, uh, I'm I do the editing and the sequencing, you know, and and, and that's something that like. And I have like the total input on that, and then and, and so and it was really different working with uh, Aperture, and, and then where there was like you know it's a there's like a whole entire staff of people that uh, that make those books, and I found that um, you know I had to get used to that a little bit because um, but I also like 
knew uh, uh, well enough and thought, you know, very highly of, of Denise's ability uh, to edit is that, um, you know, and then also she, because of she made this workshop book, she was like knew everything about my work and right. and and she's like you know um you know a steel trap for that stuff and so she just you know it, it was natural and then we had you know uh, one of us had come up with the idea that we would do it chronologically um because we we're trying to figure out how do you sort the pictures and not have them look like um you know my other books which often have a mixture of portraits you know landscapes you know yeah. uh, like night shots and things like that in them like you know, if we, there had to be some kind of, or like a, um, you know, a form to it. And, and so, um, so the, the chronological is how it was laid out. And then it just made all the sense in the world. Then, uh, once we did, we did it that way, it just kind of, because it, it, it laid itself out basically. And then, you know, if you didn't like the way pictures came together and there was something in between them that wasn't quite right, you could just pull that picture, you know, or maybe it was redundant, you know, or, um, or whatnot, but I, I, the thing I like about that the, that book is you see how an artist like 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 for me I always love looking at the process of another artist. I just I go to lectures all the time. I you know I, I'm constantly interested in, in learning more and um, and so when I made that book, I, I definitely wanted it to be um, to show the actual like how I worked and, and and I'll never forget the first time like this is like 20 years ago. When I had uh, scanned my pictures into like uh, my my prints into my computer, and they're all my photographs are chronologically numbered um, uh, because it just that's how I just did my roll of film, and uh, you know like way back from when I lived in Boston, you know till till now, and like uh, and so there's a chronological number, so the pictures just dropped into place, and all of a sudden I look at this like folder, and I'm like, wow, that's my whole entire career in order. And it was such a trip. I mean, now it's like, you know, you, the, uh, pictures do that. I mean, they, they, they sort themselves, you know, but, um, but the first time that was done, I was like, that is fascinating to see how you think. And then, and what you like, what you, you hover on for a while and then, or also how sporadic you are as an artist. And, um, you know, and, and then you have times that you're completely focused on something. And then there's times where you're sort of searching you know, or trying out new things. And it's just kind of, you know, sorting your pictures in a chronological way, you know, for anybody, you know, is a fascinating thing to do because it's like, it's, it's, it's what you are, you know, it's kind of your, the inside of your mind in a way, you know, and, and you don't often get to look at those things in chronological order. Well, let me ask you, uh, because this sort of connects to something else I was really interested in. You know, when you do a book like this, it's very different than, sort of completing a body of work and then publishing the book, completing a body of work and then publishing the book. You, there's sort of more of a connection between when you made the pictures and when you're publishing the book. And I want to just quote, David Campany wrote the intro to this book. Uh -huh. And he said something I want to I want to ask you about. He said, there's great value in looking back and risk too. Photographers know this better than most. Can Heidel really know who he was when he made an image 25 years ago or even last year? Which is the best moment to be making that call? And I think I wrote to you that I love that and and wrote that I thought this was sort of almost a mind fuck sort of concept. And, you know, I, I'm just really interested in like how, how, I mean, you just talked about it a little bit, but like what is it like to be almost 
reinterpreting because you can't possibly, you're not the same person, well, yeah. we're not the same person we were yesterday, but let alone when so many years have passed and your experience yes. of the pictures must be so different. So, you know, in a weird way, like in a strange way, it's except for like, like, like I've, you know, it's good to know a little of my history. It's like I grew up in Ohio and then I moved to like to Pittsburgh and Boston and I, and I went to school there. And then that was, that's like one part of my life, like the East coast part. And then when I moved here, there's the West coast part. And that's when I moved here is when things really started to like click for me. Cause I was, you know, it's 25 and you know, as you get older, you get more wise and all that, you know, and you just, your life kind of comes together in uh, hopefully a better way. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, exactly. And um, <laughs> uh, yeah, if, if, yeah, it, it could be. That's the plan. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, um, and, but, but, but so like, I, I feel like the pictures I made when I lived on the East coast, you know, a lot of times you're also a very much a product of your environment in a lot of ways. But I remember, I, like, I went to I went to the Boston Museum School for my undergrad, and uh, you know, every one of my teachers um, had either studied with Aaron Siskin or Harry Callahan. Like, every one of them, you know, this was like, you know, and and the pictures I made back then were like, you know, like eight by ten was big for me. You know, I, I was making like, you know, five by six inch prints or like small, like eight by, you know, like it wasn't. I didn't make anything large. Um, it was all black and white. And then I knew I wanted to go to graduate school and I ended up, you know, going uh, several years later, went to the California College of Arts and Crafts is what they used to call it. Yep. And um, um, yeah, it really was. And I studied with Larry Sultan. And so that kind of, and then, and then when I came here, I remember my work changed very much and I changed a lot too. You know, I started doing color. I like, I figured out what my work was, you know, in the past, like when I lived in Boston, like I basically... Like the person that I thought was the greatest was Emmett Gowan, you know, and, and, and I still love his work and I'm very, it's, he's very near and dear to me, his work in particular, like, but my work reflected like that, uh, you know, very much when I was younger. And then when I came here, I found, I think I figured out like a lot more about who I was, you know, and, and, and what my, what the, what things were in my life that were, you know, like, like what was, what's behind my artwork. And actually one of the things that sort of, um, was fascinating was, you know, we had these in, we, as a grad student, we had these independent studies with 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 people, and they didn't have to go to your school. They they, they were often the, the better off to be another faculty somewhere else, or or just somebody else in the in the in the photo world. And I remember there was a friend of mine who was was you know she went to therapy a lot, and she told me about this art therapist that she worked with, and she's like, "This is incredible. You have to like do it." And like I could have never afforded anything like that. So I, I but I was I had this idea that well maybe I can do an independent study with this person, you know, and, and if he's into it, like you know we can meet a few times and and like talk about my pictures instead of like making collages from National Geographic like my friend had done. But and and he was really into that because um, he was an art therapist and I was you know a, a young artist and it was really you know, amazing what happened in that that whole situation because I, I basically he pointed out to me that like I was making the work I was supposed to be making and that mm -hmm. um and and that you know some of my like you know uh, my childhood for sure but like some of my issues in my life were like were in my they were in my photographs and that was something that's um you know, always been a curious thing to me, you know, that, that like, that's how, you know, like, and it was interesting because I, I felt like I was really interested in that. And I was just felt very, because as a young artist, like, I mean, a lot of people, like, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know, like, is this yeah. good? Is it not good? You know, and then like, but 
you know, I sort of had this person who was sort of like, you know, I respected like, you know, the saying like, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing, you know? And that was really like, that was really great. Cause that was, I kind of remember just kind of thinking like, yeah, I am. And I well, should just keep doing that, liberating. you know, and yeah. it was kind of liberating because I didn't have the like, you know, the undecisiveness of, you know, figuring things out. I just sort of was doing it. And, um, and so I've sort of like always done that. And I don't know if I even answered your question, but, um, no, no, it's, oh, it's oh, fine. Oh, 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 did you know, how do you know who you were and who you're, oh, and then it, and what's the best time to like, to, to, to make decisions or edit your work or whatever. Personally, I think that I've always looked back when I shoot, I'm just sort of adding to like a piles of pictures, you know, and I have like, you know, piles of houses and I have piles of apartments and I have piles of portraits and I have piles of landscapes and I have, you know, like different, I just did different piles, interiors. And I sort of like feel like I'm adding to those stacks. And I, and, and, and I've always kind of liberally pulled from a stack because, and not worrying about, well, I made that 10 years ago. You know, right. um, because it doesn't, that's not the kind of photographer I am. Like I'm sort of like piecing together, like, you know, something. And then, you know, as long as I made it, you know, it's, it's, it, it doesn't matter when I made it. And of course, you know, the, I wouldn't like put together like a, a black and white picture I did when I was, you know, in my Boston phase of, of, of myself. And then, and, and then it wouldn't necessarily go with something I did, you know, like last week. Um, but sometimes it's interesting that the roots of what you did, what I, what I did last week, started 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, and that's something that I find to be, I, I like that the cycle of process of an artist is really just, it's inherently fascinating to me. You were just sort of touching on something that is really near and dear to my heart, which is this idea that I'll sort of phrase it in a slightly different way, if you don't mind. But I always say to young artists that, you have to be open to the idea that what you love is not going to be what you make. So in other words, you know, when I was young, I made films, um, narrative films, and the type of films I loved were not the type of films that I wrote. I mean, it, uh, it just wasn't what came out of me. Right. And I had to come to terms with the fact that, you know, my inner voice was just not in alignment with John Cassavetes. So like, uh -huh, uh -huh, I was uh -huh. just not, that's not the type of that sort of like uber late 60s, 70s realist type of filmmaking was not the type of things that came out of me when I wrote. And I had to come to terms with that. And it mm -hmm. sounds a little bit like you went through something like that. But I do always say that to young people, like be really open to who you actually are, not just who you want to be. Yes. Um, yes. They don't always line up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then, love who you are, of course. Then be yeah. proud of like the type of work you are making, and yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I think that like, I mean, I can't imagine like, uh, you know, I mean, I'm very, very, very picky and hard on myself, and but I also like, I like the things that I've put out in the world. Like, I love them, you know. Otherwise, I wouldn't have put it out in the world. I enjoy my work, and otherwise, oh, I wouldn't. That's I, so I mean, great. I, I would be, I'd be bummed if I didn't, you know, and, and actually, and, and then when I don't, I am really bummed, you know, that's something that like, uh, you know, I, I feel, I mean, everybody's had this experience of like, you go out and take pictures and they're like, oh, I didn't get anything or like, you know, I didn't get one, you know, or whatever. And it's, um, um, that's always disappointing, you know, and that happens, you know, for, for everybody. And, um, but anyway, it's interesting. I, I think it's great to like, I mean, I think you need to like what you do. 
Yeah, well, it definitely helps. Um, yes. You you quote someone in the workshop series, um, Sister Corita Kent, and th- this is such a fantastic concept, and I get the sense that this has just really, really worked for you. Like, And the quote is, find a place you trust and then try trusting it for a while. I love that so much. Can Thank you talk you. about that a yeah, bit? And that comes from, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it, 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 I think John Cage like found it and got it from Sister Coretta Kent. But, you know, if you look, I mean, if on the internet, like John Cage rules for students and teachers, this is what comes up. Um, and oh, that's um, awesome. And, and so this is where I, I mean, I, you know, rule number one, find a place you trust and then try trusting it for a while. You know, and, and so I think that's really, um, that's kind of what we're just talking about. You know, right. you find what you kind of want to do. And then instead of trying to like, just move on all the time, like that's one thing I think about, like if there's any photography students listening, like, you know, like a, a good body of work takes like two to three to five years to make, you know, like, um, and, and some, and, and then sometimes longer than that. And, um, you know, and then people always move on in like semesters, you know, like, you know, like uh, in school always sometimes would drive me nuts because like, you know, it's like everyone's trying to like change everything in three months, you know, because they're in a different class or whatever. It's like, you know, I've always, whenever I would teach, I always tell students like, you know, it's your job to bend and manipulate, you know, my assignment or whatever I'm asking you to do to fit your work and your world, you know, and, um, and that's how, because, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, it's good you're experimenting now, but also like you should be trying to figure out what it is your thing is and you're, and just kind of working and doing is, you know, what becomes your thing. But like they say, if you, uh, if you move on quickly or if you're not, don't trust it for a while, you won't get to that sort of next place, whatever that is. And did that happen to you? Like when you started photographing houses at night, was that yeah, like- the, the, that, that was one of the things. And then sort of what I was saying like earlier about the art, like, like I think about like I'm making this archive of images or stacks of pictures that I can pull from. Like, um, like I would shoot, uh, you know, I, I, like how my houses at night started is I, I, you know, I went out, there was an assignment I had for this Larry Salton class and Lynn Kirby, who was a, a, a filmmaker, they did it together. It's called the Narrative Workshop. And, it, and we were just sort of like putting picture narratives together. You know, I had, you know, strung together some found photographs and I needed a place for these people's like world that I created through sequencing to exist in. And so I photographed a house at night. Is this the alter ego assignment? Uh, uh, no, that, it's not that one. Uh, the, 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 okay. This one was a narrative. It was a narrative one. Okay. Um, okay. But this was, um, uh, Basically, like uh, I, I just needed to go, and I just needed like a, a container for people's lives to be in. So I shot a house, and uh, and it worked. And then I kind of used it for that purpose, and then I moved on, you know, to what to something else, you know. And then and then I was out again, looking around at night, and you know, as it happens in the wintertime, you know, it gets dark before you know it, and then uh, you know you're out shooting at night, and so like I, I and I found these neighborhood that was um, not far from uh, where I lived. It was like really foggy at night, but it had this really, it was East Coast looking, which was strange because it was like, you know, like there's Levittown, you know, New York, you know, which is the first suburb. Like the Levitt brothers built this neighborhood in California, like in Pacifica, which is the most, it's so strange to see like this East Coast, like I've been to Levittown, New York, 
you know, and it's it looks exactly like Levittown, uh, not Levittown, California, but it's Pacifica, California. But it's right. like it's the weirdest like juxtaposition because it's like this foggy, spooky, you know, out marine place, layer, out of, out of place, you know, like social real. And I remember I found that and I was like, wow, this is something else here. And then I just started taking pictures and then I made, you know, I was in a neighborhood, so there were houses. And then, you know, I kept, you know, going back and I, I kept making one, another one and another one, you know, and I would make things in between. But like, um, you know, I just sort of slowly added to it and then you know when i had like you know a handful of them all of a sudden it's like huh this is something that i should keep doing and it was something that i focused on you know like um a little bit more intensely and then um, um but all the while still doing other things at the same time so that's um that's how i kind of work I, I i don't i don't usually get an idea and then illustrate it like i usually like i, I i'm on to something and i keep making pictures but then i'll you know, and, and then I'll just keep going. But then you figure out what it is later. And I always give myself that permission. Like, I don't need to, you know, I, it's hard enough to be an artist. But if you, like, have these, like, you know, conditions on yourself, like, I need to know what I'm doing. And, like, I need to, like, you know, like, I need to perform every time I get my camera out, you know. And, like, you know, that's just impossible, you know, to do. And so, like. Well, that that actually, there's another quote that you have in the book, in the workshop series book that I, th I think is what you're saying. It's that Joan Didion quote, I write entirely to find out what I'm thinking, what I Ex see and what it means, what I want and what I fear. Exactly. Uh, precisely. And, and that is like, a, it's so well, that's that, that so well written. Of course, it's Joan Didion. But like, yeah, it gave me goosebumps, um, actually. Uh, yeah, it's amazing, right? And I mean, like, it, like, absolutely. You, like, you know, you just make stuff and you find out, you know, well, what you're thinking about. And or what's yep. important to you, and um, or or what you're like, or what you're having a problem with, um, you know, often. And I think that like that's the beauty about art is like it, you know, it can be. It's such of it's of such value to yourself. Uh, for me, the best way to do it is to just naturally gravitate towards what it is I'm thinking about or working with, or or, or whatever it might be, you know, and um, uh, and and then let that just lead and not question it. You know, just sort of like, you know, because of course, that's the other thing about photography is like, you can make tons of pictures and you don't have to show, I mean, but, but I mean, you end up showing like 5% right. of them if you're even lucky, you know? Yeah. I, like, I actually think I, I, I did like, somebody added up my like, my ratio, like I was 0.5% um, uh, was like my, uh, my rate of like, because I had like, you know, 10,000 rolls of film or something and then it, it was, and I had like 500 good pictures um at, at that point and i think that's what the math is on that it's very low number it's not even as good as a a, a polar bear striking their target two percent of the time <laughs> I, I, that's, a, that's an odd fact a polar bear i, I heard that two percent when they strike they only hit two percent of the time isn't that crazy well one thing i really like about animals and i always say this about dogs because everyone knows i love dogs i always have dogs and I think animals, unlike people, are always hopeful. I'm, yeah. I'm a big believer in hope. I mean, if, yep. if you just always have to have hope or you're sort of doomed. Hope is like just, I just agree. this thing of grace that you just, um, and I do, I love that about animals. You see it all the time. I was up in Woodstock the past few weeks and I've been going back and forth a lot and my peanut will, peanut's my dog and she will 
chase every single animal in the woods and oh, she wow. never catches anything uh-huh, but she uh-huh. always thinks she's going to right that's so that's awesome <laughs> she that, that, starts out the yeah. chase starts out she's so hopeful and you know what she's never even disappointed i mean right, she's just yeah. like okay there'll be another one in three seconds so. right right that, that's, uh. a, that's amazing that's a beautiful <laughs> spirit you know, and like, it's a good and, attitude. And it really is. It really is. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I try uh, and learn from her. Right, right, um. right, 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 right. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. You know, that's a good, uh, that's a good, that's a great lesson actually. Because you almost got to be like that as a photographer, you know, yeah, you, you'll, you'll, you'll catch something at some point, you know, hopefully, but like, uh, you know, there's, and there's also, the, and that's the other thing about it. Like I'm a naturally inclined wanderer. You know, I just like, I mean, I love just driving around and walking around and like just looking at the world and, and, and like I never, like I love that and, and I'll never stop doing that, you know, because it's just like, that's a great it's quality. just really fun to do, you know, it's like it's so exciting. You've also said that, and I think this is just right in keeping with, with hope and what we're talking about. You've also said there are a million ways to talk yourself out of making your work and saying to yourself that it's already been done. Yes. But not everything has been done before, so just go do your work and yes. see where it leads. So that's yes. like that's really hopeful too, and really I think a great lesson. Uh, I really think that people overthink things a lot. You know, Me I mean, too. not just in life, photography, life in general, but like photography, it's like you know, you kind of have to like. Well, like and, and the other part of this, um, this rules for students and teachers is uh, everything's an experiment. You know, don't analyze and make at the same time. They're different processes. Um, yep. And, and I think that's really, I, I, I try to listen to that because, you know, you can very easily, like, when you're out in the world looking for photographs, you're like, you basically, there, there's sometimes you're just like, you know, do I take a picture of that? Or like, do I, is that what I want? And then, you know, like, you just got to try it and see what happens. Yeah, I because, totally agree. And, and there's so many times that you catch yourself not pulling up your camera and shoot and photographing something, you know, and then, or in my case, like, getting out and taking up, you know, like getting the tripod out and doing it at, like at night, like, you know, there's a high bar that I've set for my own self. But I also have to tell myself like, hey, dummy, you got all these pictures because you just did it. Yep. And so get go and do it, you know, um, yep. just take the picture, you know, and I've been doing this for a long, long time. And uh, I, you know, I mean, I tell myself that when, I, when I'm not feeling like, you know, setting up my tripod and all that. Do you have a sense? And if you do, when, do you have an idea of when this happened? But do you have a sense of yourself as being very successful? I mean, because obviously, by any objective measure, I think you are very successful, you know, really respected, really renowned, um, really widely collected institutionally, privately, like do, you must realize that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I do. I mean, I do realize that. And I feel really lucky that that's, you know, that that's what happened with my work. But at the same time, I also, and this is a lesson that I learned from when I was a, a teenager, I used to race BMX bikes and uh, I was actually the state champ of Ohio of like four years, and I, I, I and I actually like I got to ride with the number one plate on my on my bike, which was kind of amazing. But I realized like when I was like kind of coming up in that sport, like I realized that I would watch these kids that they would win the number one plate, you know, and then the next year they would just suck. They were just they just lost it. Like they lost their yep. focus. They lost their you know, like, like, like they let up, you know, cause they had, had arrived and like, you know, that's with a teenager, like, you know, it's a somehow or another, I don't know how I had the wisdom to be like, that's actually like wrong. And you need to like 
ride harder and ride faster, you know? And so I remember that lesson, like from, you know, being, I guess you could call it successful in, in, in biking. But I think that for myself, like, I feel like really lucky, uh, but, um, but I also have worked really hard, you know, and I'm, uh, I never would have imagined like when I was, you know, a student, I'd be talking to somebody like yourself and, you know, and I talking about like all these books that I had done and, you know, like I, 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 I might've thought that I would have been lucky to have one book by, I'm, I just turned 52. And, um, and so, and by the way, that's a, it's a, it's a mid-career survey, not a retrospective. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Because I'm, I'm not done yet, you know. <laughs> no, um, you're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's, that was always a joke with us, you know, like, uh, you know, like uh, I'm too, I'm too young for a retrospective. Um, but you also, Todd, you, I'm, I'm not saying anything that you haven't said many times before, um, so I hope this is okay, but, mm-hmm. you know, you, you had a, a challenging childhood, and I do think that, a lot of people who have tough childhoods are just in general less entitled and sort of know they have to just keep working for things. Yes. So I do think that can be an offshoot of yeah. difficulty. It gives you another gift, which is the gift to know you have to work for everything. Yes, or really. you have a or you have drive, you know. And yeah. then, you know, or maybe you're you know, maybe somewhere way deep inside yourself, you're trying to prove uh something to somebody that like might have put you down. You yep. know, um, and, and I think that um, I, I think there's definitely a part of that in my in my like life. You know, uh, like I would still do what I'm doing. You know, if I could afford it. You know, um, if I was uh, not successful, but I'm I feel really lucky that like I'm doing that thing I want. You know, and it worked. You know, and whatever that means. And um, but I still like. You know, I'm hard at work on on my next things and um and, and and i'm constantly thinking and 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 moving with my work you know which is really which is fun because it's what like it's what makes me happy it what makes me like yeah, you know it gives amazing. me that sanity in life you know I, I feel like if i didn't make stuff i would be i would be a whole nother person you know like yeah. something about making things is very important and i don't feel right when i'm not making stuff you know one observation i wonder if we could talk about a little bit about your work that i have is all the all the work that you've done, almost to a picture, I feel like, has such an intense sense of MySpace. And when I say MySpace, I mean you, Todd. MySpace, your space. The space of you, the photographer, and the space that you are looking at. Uh-huh. You know, so the opposite of that would be sort of like a Winogrand or f- certain Friedlander work, certain street or road photographers who you often feel are very sort of in the mix, like they're uh-huh. in it, you know, they're in the crowd there. Yeah, right, um, right. But with your work, there for, for me, it's like there's this really intense delineation between your space, your personal space. And of course, this is really exemplified sort of most literally by the landscapes where you're shooting out from the inside of yes. your car. So yes. very much is actually your space and then the yeah. outer world space. But can you talk about that a little bit it's interesting like i sort of like um you know it's not something that i i I consciously think about when i'm shooting but like i do know what you're talking about and and i think that um you know i first there's like there's this i have this beautiful like um baudrillard book um called cool memories 
And uh, it has a Mizrak picture on the cover of the swimming pool. And I've always like, I've, that book's been sitting around my my life, you know, somewhere out, like, you know, for like, you know, 20 years when I, since I bought it. And there's, there's something, and I always think of cool distance. And for me, like, there's something about like, you know, like, like when I was in graduate school was like when the, you know, that's when like the German photography, yeah, it, it was very, very popular. You know, like Dusseldorf, you know, like, like the Dusseldorf, yeah, like, like Bescher and like you know, uh, you know, Struve, Ruth, Gursky, Candida Hofer, and um, uh, and 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 I'm sure there's other people I'm forgetting, but that's a good list. Yeah, but but basically, um, there's a coolness to that that observation, and I remember I had this. Um, I had this, there was a, a photo editor from like London that came to our school to do studio visits. And I remember he was like, why do you, you know, I, I, these pictures are really amazing. I really like them, it, it, but it seems like subjective, you know, like, why don't you make them like, why can't like, you know, what if you make it more objective, you know? And I was just thinking to myself, like, you know, oh, like the, like the German work, you know, that's totally trending right now, like that at that time and uh, or trendy, but like, um, or that was like the movement of photography for sure. And, uh, yep. and, and basically like, and, and I thought, you know, no, and this is where, this is where it's interesting where you like, you know, even though somebody that like apparently might know better than you on some things, you realize that like, ah, uh, you know a lot yourself and you should trust yourself. You know, and I remember thinking that that just wasn't really like, it's like, I mean, sometimes I think back to that comment, it's like, well, what if I was susceptible to like, influence like from too many people and i would have like gone a different direction you know and yeah. not and i would have never like become the photographer that i was no, because I'm so like glad you, you didn't yeah, yeah, to yeah me too me too and it's funny how sometimes you just sort of know and i think it's really important to just i always try to enable my students you know to trust themselves and to trust their like decision making you know because there's real value in that you know when you like can sort of like say okay you know because because like, like the this is something I learned from Larry Salton. Like the act of making art is the act of making many, many small decisions, you know. Yep. And, and like the whole time you're doing it, you're making a decision. Like every like you know every step of the way, there's a decision. You know, like it's like is it horizontal? Is it vertical? Is it color? Is it black and white? Is it big? Is it small? Is it like there's a million paths you can go down there. But if you like, you need to just make those decisions, and so it not be hindered by it. And so I think that you know, is it subjective? Is it objective? You know, like, do you make it dark or do you make it like normal, you know? And, and so I think that um, like those kind of decisions and that's kind of what leads to what you're talking about is like this sort of like, you know, there's a way that like those pictures are like I chose that subjective point of view where I kind of wanted to be in the picture a little bit. And so the, and the pictures through the window of the car definitely like exemplify that I think the most because you know, it's like my breath on the window, you know, that made it a little foggy in there, you know, or, um, or even like, or, or like I put like water on there so it would splatter in the right way if it wasn't raining. And I, it was, my hand was in that, you know, and, um, I think it's in all your work, by the way. I mean, just, just like my, I really feel, I thought about this a lot. Like, yes, it is the most obvious and sort of, as I said, literal with the cars, but I really feel that way with your houses. Like, I still that, really feel like you've staked out a position. And see, I think, and I, I think you know this, that your pictures are so cinematic. I mean, they it, you are using the language of cinema in so yeah. many of your pictures. And so, so many of those houses shots, to me, are 
establishing shots, but they're not always they're yes. not they're not objective establishing shots. No, they're often no. establishing shots as the main character, the protagonist seeing something yes. like that they're about to go into. And so because they feel so much like cinematic subjective ex- establishing shots. Yes. And uh, maybe I'm just getting too kooky because film no. is like I'm a film geek, but that, and I think it's why I love the work so much. I mean, I love the work because it's really great, but Thank it speaks you. to me so intensely because it's a language that I really love. And I, I agree with that a hundred percent that that's part of like, um, that, that is definitely, um, that, that I, I, I do kind of think of myself. It's funny. I, I, I like, uh, Vim Vendor's like Wings of Desire oh, love was that movie. a huge. It was a, I, I remember seeing that when I you know when it had first come out and Bruno where Gans. I lived in Pittsburgh. Yeah, exactly. And then when the angels would fly from building to building, yeah, and they would go into other people's lives and then they would drop out. You know, I kind of like in a weird way think about that in the back of my head when I'm out when I'm sequencing a book. You know, I, I feel like you're sort of. Is going in and out of people's lives or, or, or like yep. different scenarios or different homes. Like if a picture of a home is it's like a neighborhood, you know, when you have a group of them and, you know, and you're sort of like looking at each different place, like, like from that kind of, you know, you're there, but you're, you're also from a distance a little bit. And so I, I do, um, you know, think about that. And then it's weird that the cinematic thing is, I, I guess I got like, I, it's I, you wouldn't be uh, uh, appalled at how few films I've seen, like in terms of like the history of it, you know. And I, but but um, I, I, there's something that I, I somehow picked it up somewhere. But like I have this that cinematic like approach, you know. Well, I, I guess it's just something that I like that there's like it's kind of like a picture is like something is about to happen or has happened or like yeah. Um, there's just something there, there's something that's on the edge of something. Yeah. And I like that, you know. And I sort of like realized that, you know, like a while ago when I just, I mean, like a long time ago when I was like looking at my pictures it's like you know it feels like there's a moment that's like you know about to occur that's that slice of photography that uh it's funny how that works how you just like when you're interested in something it just sort of replicates in your work whether you're taking pictures of you know people places things it's sort of like your view is like it's imposed on things. I mean, the portraits, which we haven't talked about much and are a little bit more complicated for me, but the portraits also, of course, have some really wonderful cinematic qualities and some of it really reminded me of Antonioni. Yes, um, I love, you know? I, 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 yeah, I, I love his work. And uh, Okay, um, so don't tell me you don't yeah. know film, for, for uh, well, God's well, sake. Well, 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 I, I, I know, <laughs> I, I haven't seen all of his movies. Um, well, you don't have um, to see all of yeah, his movies, first yeah. of all, because some of them are like literally incoherent. But, yeah, but, but of I, 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 I've trilogy. seen a few. Yes, I, yeah. I, I've seen that. Uh, and I mean, I'm I see that in some of the portraits. I'm definitely very influenced by that. It, there's just something about that. Uh, I feel bad not knowing the names of the movies, but like, there's La Ventura, um, yeah, oh, oh, oh yeah, it, it was La yeah. Ventura. Yeah, like just the sort of like uh, just the nature of it's so interesting. The, the like the like, like is it Monica Bellucci? Is that her name? Monica Vitti. Vitti, Monica Vitti. Of course, yeah, Monica Bellucci is like somebody different. Like now, but uh, Monica Vitti, she is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, she was unbelievable. his muse. I mean, she's the star of all three of those films. And you yes. have sort of a muse, so yes, yes, overlap also. Yeah, 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 and, and like. But I, I've, you know, I've, I've screenshotted like things from there, you know, just sort of like just to sort of I'd study. Like 
uh, to study that, the, like the because uh, and and she's an incredible actress, amazing, um, yeah, just incredible, amazing. yeah, yep. yeah. No, that was just hugely influential to me as well. Just any way we could go down that path, but so let me just ask you about the portraits because, you know, I mean, one thing I was thinking about with them is, you know, I know. You know, you and I have had a little bit of back and forth, and I've listened to other interviews you've given, and I sort of have the sense of you as being a pretty warm and generous person, certainly a very generous teacher. And I'm sort of interested in this idea. It's not just with you, but with artists in general. But I wonder, since I'm talking to you, if we could talk about it a little bit, which is, you know, someone's sort of public political position, and let's say what I'm talking about specifically here is women's equality, you know, general sort of feminism in in the broadest sense of the word. Yeah. And then, which, which I assume I, you probably believe in. Uh, um, of course, absolutely. And then the the portraits of the women I find personally somewhat reductive where the women the the pictures are really beautiful but not necessarily you know a full three-dimensional look at the life of women it's very very much a specific very sexualized or i would say sort of the archetypes like the siren the sort of strong but fragile woman the sort of cornered woman Sort of mysterious. These these certain sort of types, tropes. That yeah, we, I, I understand definitely. So I guess yeah. I'm curious. How does one? How does an artist like you reconcile your sort of political beliefs with creating a body of work that maybe doesn't? And you may you probably don't even agree with this, but to me, doesn't really line up with that yeah, more uh, political. Yeah, well, I, I would say that well, one, you know, like the meaning of an artwork always resides in the viewer, um, and, and I think that people, like, uh, I, I mean, I think that everybody sees things in different ways, and then I guess I, I don't see that my I don't see my images like not lining up with my generally like you you mentioned like you know. I'm a generous, kind-hearted uh, person, and I definitely don't have. Um, I'm not like you know. I'm never. My my work has never been. I've never intended on you know uh, making anybody feel bad or or you know um, or uh, reductive is what you said. But um, it, well, firstly, all photography is reductive. You know, of course, there's some pictures that are more reductive than others, perhaps. You know, but but I think that like it's interesting how like uh, we talk well, like going back to Joan Didion. You know, like what we talked about, or or like that thing. Mm -hmm. I remember my creative writer writing teacher said, "Write what you know." Yep. And that's what you do. And so, sort of like, and then looking back at like, you know, we were talking about like, you know, my work very much stems from a difficult childhood. And I think that way back when, with the um, the art therapist, I realized that like uh, I was definitely working with issues of, you know, he's kind of like, well, if you drive around at night and you take pictures of houses and you have a whole bunch of them. There's no, that's not like an accident. It's something that right. like, you know, like like you're like, you're ruminating or you're going over or you're milling over something that you're trying to work out, you know? Yep. And I very much think that, that photography can be that. And, and I think that, um, you know, coming from uh, the way that I grew up, you know, there were definitely some things that needed to be worked out, you know, and uh, like everybody else, but like, you know, we all have our own things, but What's curious about the portraits for me is like, you know, and and I don't think, you know, it's funny because people don't really know, people always don't really know how somebody works, you know, they don't know, 
what the process is like unless, you know, you tell them. But like the portraits that I've done for the most part, you know, um, have been very collaborative. The, the people that I work with, you know, definitely have agency in making them. And you had mentioned like there was somebody that I worked with a lot named uh, Christina, um, right. who is somebody that I've worked with for like, I mean, it's been like 14 years now. Oh, that's and that's amazing. And that's a long time. And like, that is a and, long we've, time. and we've made like a lot of images. And then, you know, she, she's actually, she's a professional model and, and, and she lives in New York and, you know, she's very like popular and, and you know well-known she's even on tv commercials right now i saw her um, and she's been she's very successful and she also but she said to me she always says like it's like when she comes back to san francisco like you know we work together and she always says it's like you know like i ro- love working with you because you're like you're the only person that actually lets me be me you know i'm always pretending to be this or that for these different things but like you know like you know when i work with you that i just you know I feel like you're capturing something that's that that, that that's me and that I want to like, you know, and, and the thing that's interesting is like, we don't ever like, we never like have like a, a plan of like, what are we going to do? You know, we always just sort of like, we'll get together and we've, you know, photographed like, you know, 20 times, you know, which is a lot. It's even more than that, I'm sure. But, um, but we always like, we don't talk about what we're going to do. We just sort of do it. And then, you know, in a lot of ways that I think that like, um, you know, my work with the portraits, you know, and with Christina in particular, but definitely with other people I've worked with is there's something we're both coming to this point to take some pictures and there's a reason that we're doing it. And it's because we're sort of ruminating over or, or working out or whatever. Yeah, working out. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. And it's very much like that. And I think that, um, I think that, you know, like one person, like, you know, one person might see something as reductive. And another person sees it as liberating. But I understand what you're talking about. And like, you know, and I've thought long and hard about that, you know, and, and then and then I guess like to answer your question, like, you know, back to those rules for artists and students, you know, there's like analyzing, your, you know, and making our different processes, yep. you know, and, and you just sort of like making the, the work and then like and deciding what to put out, you know, that's where the analyzation comes in. And, you know, I've definitely like, I've worked through like the things that I've needed to work through a lot in my life, you know, and that, cause a lot of that stuff is like, you know, 10 or 15 years old. And and as you grow as an artist, you also change as an artist. And like, it's very interesting how like my, my work with Christina has, you know, it, it not changed, but it's, it's just, and it's like anybody, hopefully we're all evolving and we're growing. And then your images change in that way too. So anyhow, that's sort of how I feel about that. But like, I also think that the politics, your your personal politics, you know, are, are very, very important. But also like, sometimes there's a, like, you know, your artwork just has to be made. I mean, I think that's, you know, you're being true to yourself and that that's the life of an artist, hopefully. You're, you're like, uh, hopefully that is like, that's like, the, that's your, that's the goal. Well, um, because I have a, under one hour rule. Uh, yes. I, like to, to, I, I hope to leave them wanting more. Um, so, but for yeah. now, I want to thank you for being yeah. on the podcast and so, so generous with your thoughts and, and with your wonderful advice. You're very welcome. And, and thank you for providing like the, you know, the space, you know, to, to, to connect to people in because it's, you know, it's funny how like, I mean, you know, it's not funny. It's actually, it's terrible that like, you know, I used to go to like, you know, 20 different art events like a year i haven't like been to any of them this year because i was like i know you know, I, I was shooting like in february and in, in france and then i came home and then it was locked down you know and like yeah. i haven't really gone anywhere 
um, at all, know. you know, and and so these things are really important right now. They are well, they because are. You, to be able to like talk to people and connect to people and you and know, our community and, is such a rich and beautiful community. And so, yes, I mean, oh, in my it, opinion, it is, oh, I agree with that completely. I, I feel so lucky that we have in this fact, photo community is amazing. Let me just throw this in as the ending here to our show is that I think you think we've never met, but we actually met. Um, see, you were famous and I wasn't, and I'm still I not. I remember but meeting you in our. We met right? at Look Three. Oh, Look Yes, yes. That's I actually fun. think when you met Denise is that was, when I met uh, you. Yeah, I think so too. I guess I remember I met Denise there. But it's such a great that I I think of that now, and I'm bringing it up because. What a, wasn't that like? Look, three was like summer camp, wasn't it? Oh, that like, was wonderful. It was just... I love that. It was such an amazing. That was, and I, I've only been to that one, but I like, I, I loved it because it was. I, I got to meet people that I, and I remember meeting you. There were so many different people there, and it was great. It was people. like it, it was like incredible people everywhere like, you turned. It was yeah. some fantastic yeah. person in our wonderful world, our yes. our fantastic pond of yes. photo Which, photographers yes. and photo adjacent yeah. people like me who do yeah. what I do, and just what a fun thing. But there are a lot of wonderful festivals. Look, three doesn't happen anymore, but there are still a lot of other things, and I feel yes. blessed. And they yes. will come back, and we'll all be hanging out. Once again, yes. um, hopefully in the I, I, near future. I, I, I'm so looking forward to that. It, it's so yep, it's so like uh, important to do that. And um, and in, until then, we'll just record these podcasts. Exactly. But okay. Exactly. Thank you, Todd. Okay. Thank you Thank so you. much. And be well. Stay safe. Okay. And, you too. Uh, and, and and enjoy your guitar playing. Yeah. Th- <laughs> Thank you okay. so much. Right. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Photo Work with Sasha Wolf is produced by me, Michael Chauvin Dalton of Real Photo Show. The associate producer is Taylor Selsback, and the executive producer is Sasha Wolf. Our theme music is by J. Walter Hawks. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and rate us with all the stars available on your listening platform. Photo Work.